episode number two of The Dofall. You are listening to the Catholic podcast, The Dofall. What's it like to be a Catholic dad with four daughters under the age of 14 and a theology instructor at a seminary and high school? Well, Hubert Sanders Jr. will answer that question and any others you may have about the Catholic faith. This show is named after his favorite line prayed by the priest in the liturgy. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall. Together, let us be immersed in the spirit of God as we reflect on our daily journeys with the Lord. Let's get into today's episode right now. Thank you so much for subscribing and downloading this brand new Catholic audio podcast, The Do Fall. Remember to leave a comment, a review on the iTunes page. It'll do wonders for getting the word out about the fullness of the faith in the Catholic Church and how we are called to walk with him every day day we must pick up our crosses and follow him daily we can't depend on what we did yesterday and we can't look forward to tomorrow we have to participate right now let's get right into our q a segment we've got a question once again coming out of bloomfield hills michigan by a young man named Liam McDonald. Here's his question. Mr. Sanders, did Mary endure any pain during childbirth? Very good question. We do know that Mary was conceived without original sin. This has been revealed to us in the sacred scripture and in the sacred tradition. Mary is considered the new Eve, the Ark of the New Covenant, and she is the fulfillment of Genesis 3.15, where God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and he's speaking to the devil and the woman, and we know that this woman ultimately is Mary. And with Mary not being subjected to original sin, she would not suffer the consequences of original sin. And one of the consequences is a multiplying of childbirth pain. So in that sense, Mary would not have experienced that multiplying of childbirth pain because she was saved as a result of Jesus' death and resurrection. And this salvation cut her off from falling into the pit of original sin. But the question is, did she experience any pain? Well, I guess that would determine our interpretation of the consequences of original sin. If any kind of pain was a consequence of original sin, then no, she would not have experienced that pain. But if the consequence of original sin is a multiplying of the pain, she might have experienced some pain but not the multiplied pain that's a result of original sin. We also know that the church teaches that Mary was a virgin before, during, and after Jesus' birth. 
the during part has been interpreted by many church fathers as evidence that the hymen or the physical layer on a woman's body was not broken in Jesus' birth, hence the miraculous birth. What the church teaches is as follows. Mary bore her son without any violation of her virginal integrity. Now, what this means physiologically has not been determined officially by the church. We do know what many other fathers have interpreted as, and that is, yes, Mary was completely free of any pain during childbirth because the hymen was not ruptured. Now, modern natural scientific knowledge has informed us that a woman's virginity on the physical side consists in non-fulfillment of the sex act or the conjugal act and non-contact of the female quote-unquote egg and the male seed. Now with this modern definition, Mary's perpetual virginity could be kept intact even if the hymen was ruptured. We don't know if the church fathers were attesting to revelation with teaching of the with the teaching of the miraculous birth or wrong interpretation of a truth of revelation from an inadequate natural scientific point of view. The church has not officially spoken on that. So the common answer to the question I would say would be no. Mary did not endure any pain during childbirth. But we have to understand what the church teaches on that officially and what she doesn't teach on that officially. Hopefully that helps Liam McDonald out of Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Coming up next, we've got uh, the song segment of the podcast. Today's song is a very relaxing song. It's been recorded and produced by a Catholic mom and wife out of the Bronx, New York. Her name is Julia. And the name of the song is Relax. And it's coming out of Matthew chapter 11, verse 13.
Yes, indeed. Relax. I love that song because it reminds me that the Christian life is supposed to take place within Christ. We're not simply following behind him as he sets a great example. If we simply follow behind Christ, we will consistently be disappointed and frustrated. We are called to have the life of Christ reproduced in us. We move, live, and have our being in Christ. As St. Paul tells us, it's no longer I, but Christ that lives within me. And when we let Christ live within us, The anxiety of life should pass away. We should simply know that he's in control. We don't have to worry. It doesn't mean that our life will be filled with simply good times and pleasurable times and we won't ever hurt. No, that's not Jesus's promise at all. But he does promise we will have peace that we will have true joy and happiness even in the midst of a storm. But in order to have that come to fruition in our lives, what I'm learning is that prayer is essential. Prayer is not just a one-way road or street where we simply petition or let God know what's going on in our hearts without any return from Him. That's not prayer at all. The Catechism of the Catholic Church describes prayer as a personal adherence to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In other words, it's a relationship, a dialogue that takes place. We don't do it simply to gain something. I'm reading a book um, by the name of, well, the, the title of the book is Thirsting for Prayer by Jacques Philippe. And he describes prayer as something that we do because God asks of it of us. He knows that we need it. And we can't let our feelings determine whether or not we're going to pray. 
because our feelings go up and down. We can feel like praying one day, and then the next, not feel like it. And if we pray or not pray based on our feelings, the relationship with God will be frail and lack the depth that God wants of us. We should pray. We should relate to him regardless of how we feel. We should make a commitment. And that's difficult to do because we get so caught up in life and our world tends to center around us as opposed to the Lord. But the more we humble ourselves, we place ourselves on our knees and ask for the strength and help from God to bolster our prayer, to give us that power to pray even when we don't want to. We will find ourselves in that abundant life that Christ promised for us. But we've got to pray. And we shouldn't get caught up in the how behind the prayer. Now, don't get me wrong. The church is filled with different methods, different techniques of prayer. There's different kinds of prayer. There's vocal prayer. There's meditative prayer. There's contemplative prayer. And we have thousands upon thousands of devotions, different ways of praying. And we have that as a treasure chest because everyone's different in their prayer style and in their prayer life. But it's not ultimately about the technique. It's about what that technique leads to. And that is communion with God. That's what we want. We want to have contact with the mystery of God. This is what St. John Paul the Great defined as faith. Faith is at the core of prayer because ultimately, as stated before, prayer is a conversation and faith gives us contact with that reality. In other words, God himself, he's whom we're talking to. Prayer doesn't make sense if God's presence is not real to you and I, and that's what it has to be. We've got to depend on him. We've got to believe. And believing is not just an intellectual assent. It's a surrender of everything. It's a placing our lives in his hands. And it is through that that we will be able to relax, to not worry, and to see this life as a great adventure. We have come to the end of our second podcast. I just want to thank you for sticking with me this entire time and spreading the word about the do fall remember to tweet about this podcast to facebook it to spread the word to leave an itunes review 
And remember, I also would like to sponsor your questions on the Q&A segment. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at asksanders at hubertsanders.com. Once again, that is asksanders at hubertsanders.com. Remember to subscribe to this podcast in the iTunes store. And also, you can listen to it online on my website, www.hubertsanders.com. Another link to get to it is truthstillmatters.net. May God bless you all the days of your life. Peace and blessings.